Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Hope my mic is working well today. I think it is. Uh, happy Tuesday for those that are here live. For those that are here any day of the week, thanks so much for being here. It's an honor to have you guys on. We've been uh, getting through this world of time recently, talking about the value of it, the responsibility of it. You don't take responsibility for something until you appreciate it for what it is and for not for what it's not. This is where we left off yesterday, this concept of what it is and what it's not. That's where responsibility comes in. That's raising children. You're constantly teaching them this idea. What responsibility is appreciation. What it, something is, what something isn't. What you have to assert yourself, what is yours, what isn't yours. Time, how it passes, how you take advantage of it. These are all the factors of understanding how to be responsible for something. You are a steward. I remember for years I worked at a really wonderful company and the CEO would get up all the time in front of us when I was much younger. And he would say, remember, you are a steward of capital. It's not your money. We are an investment company. We invested in real estate. It's not your money. It's someone else's money. You have to understand that. And when you understand that, you'll be able to treat your decisions with a little more weight. You'll think more. You're investing someone else's capital. Someone else put their retirement savings into your hands to put it into real estate. You make the wrong choice. That's their money. Not your money. When you see the world that way, now the level of responsibility increases. We need to understand, and this is something that I don't think we do understand. And the reason why we don't understand it is because we never, we never, never had this. We never, never had time. We never woke up without time. If every second of your life you had time, you never once grew up in a world in which you didn't have time. The closest we get is if God forbid we're not feeling well. And then at least we start to understand the value of quality time, but we never ever, for the most part, never had time. So we don't know what life is like without time. When we recognize that though we've always been given the gift of time, it is not ours. We are stewards of time. The game begins to change. That's what we are. If you want to break down life to a couple of pieces, this would be one of them. Me and you are a steward of time. We don't own time. It is not ours. We don't control it. Not in ourselves and not in other people. We don't even control its quality. It's a gift given to us on loan. And our job, just like anyone who works in an investment company, Somebody gives you capital. They give you money and say, here's my money. Doesn't matter how much or how little it is. Go invest it in things. And I hope and pray you don't lose it and you give me back more of it. And when you hold someone else's money, if you take that seriously, now you are, you're empowered. You're not disempowered. You're not broken. You're empowered, but you're responsible. You're alert. If you're doing your job well, you're enthusiastic. 
You're aware of opportunities. You wake up, you go to bed, and your mind is always thinking, how do I maximize the capital? How do I maximize the investment? If we saw time the way we saw capital, if we appreciated time the way we'd appreciate money, we would be able to see the world in the same way. You'd wake up enthusiastic, empowered. And for those of you who ever studied, I mean, I, I spent a lot of my life here. You study great investment managers. You see, I've seen this firsthand. There's a big loss that takes place. They lose money. They know that if they get down, they're going to lose everything. They can't be negative. They can't. They have to come back the next day positive. If we mess up and we ruin our time, great people get up the next morning and they keep on rolling. That's what we're up to. And we have to sort of like, we have to sort of like seep this from here into here. I'm reading this new Hebrew book. It's called Biyam Darkecha, in the, the Paths of the Waters. Such a credible book. It's like blowing my mind. Maybe one day we'll, for those interested, we can do a piece here. And he speaks about so many things, but he speaks today. I was reading today's piece. He speaks about how the way you increase awareness is by increasing knowledge. But you almost got a picture like the knowledge goes into the top, if you will, but it's got to seep all the way into your heart until it becomes a piece of you. We have to keep on thinking about this. We have to think about this to the point until one day it feels normal that we wake up and go, hey, I'm a steward of time. All right, today, today, yesterday I, I, I failed. Who cares? I got a new day. I got a new day. It's going to be great today. I got, a, I got a day. The creator of the universe handed me an investment capital called a day and said, good luck. I trust you. Go, go do what you can do. Maximize the investment. When we think this way, we start to begin with a shift. Remember, greatness and mediocrity is almost entirely based on perspective. When you approach your life with a certain amount of empowerment, even if there's challenges, then you're able to have a certain level of quote-unquote success. The same person with the same amount of 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 resources, approaching life with a less of a perspective. They have all the same opportunities, but they have none of the same results. So how do we do this? So this is what I'm talking to you about today. First, we got to start using this language. We're stewards of time. And every day we get an investment. Every day there's an investment of time that's given to me and you by the greatest investor in the world. And if you see it like that, it's a totally different game. You know, some people have this very weird relationship with God. where like, he's like the bad guy in the sky. He's the invisible man who's like always disappointed. We're not going to get into how that form this is not for now, but it's, it's sad. It's unfortunate. But when you see the creator as the, the, the entity that is not only within you, but the entity that believes in you more than yourself and every day gives you a investment of time, 
That means no matter what you did yesterday, he still believes in you enough to bring you back. Believes in you enough to give you more of it. There's nothing greater than that. I remember 2008. I remember massive losses that the company suffered. I remember. And I remember what it was like when the CEO would have to go around to the investors and tell them how much money we lost. And I remember what it was like when some of the investors said, we get it, it's the market. We still trust you, here's more money. There's no word to describe what it feels like when you walk into a major bank or a major fund and you share losses. And the response is, we understand. Here's more money. It's incredible. Why would you believe in me? Why would you do that for? And the answer is, is because we knew that you're doing the best that you can. And we want to give you everything that you need to be successful. That's every single morning. That's every single morning. So there's a, there's a, there's a habit that we can form. Now, what, what I love about this, and I hope we always have this, is that the, the boost has a wide mix. There are people of different religions and different denominations and different levels of observance. And that's awesome. And I love that. What I'm going to tell you right now is a ritual that if you do this correctly, will enable you every single morning to feel the like a steward of time. If you do this already, then maybe this will f- serve to infor- reinforce it. If you don't do this, maybe you'll start. And if you don't, if you do, you can do this in Hebrew, in English, you don't have to be Jewish. You don't got to be anything to do this. You just got to be you. And I want to share it with you because if you, if you do it correctly, it can shift your day. Now there's a, there's a Navy uh, general. If I remember his name is William McRaven. Andy will tell me if I got this right. Andy, uh, um, Andy, um, William McRaven. He gave a commencement address. I want to think like a decade ago, I believe to the university of Texas. Andy Boltax will tell me everything that I'm saying that's right and wrong. And 2014. Okay, not bad. Six years. It was on the, it was plus five. Now that talk went viral. I think it hit like 10 million views and they turned it into a book. And it's worth watching because it was awesome. But, but in there, he described a point that is very much in practice with research And I know that it is very much in practice with the Navy SEAL trainings, not because I was a Navy SEAL, although maybe I dreamed of being one at one point or not, but because I see when I read different aspects of just SEAL training, this comes out again and again and again and again. And this, I've seen this both physically, like in the material science world, and I've seen this actually both in the spiritual world and some of the more spiritual works. In Hebrew, there's a concept called hakol holech achar harosh. That means everything follows the beginning. So if you can almost picture anything that the, the rosh, the beginning, the first moment, 
of anything has greater impact on the rest. If you do something right in the beginning, it'll impact your day. It'll impact the project. If you start off on the right foot, you get an exponential bounce throughout the entire rest of the the timeline of the project. I know that I've read this in Spiritual Wisdom, that your first thought of the day really sets your day. Um, Which is why if you sleep with your phone and you wake up and the first thing you do is look at it, you should change your practices. Because the first thought, the first moment frames you. In psychology, it's even, I would say, even primes you. You prime yourself before you begin something. How you go into something will be how, how, what level that you're on when you get in it. That's what we hear. We spoke about concepts of um, great rabbis who would stand in front of their door and prime themselves to treat their spouses properly. We have a ritual that I want to share. And I believe if you do this correctly, it's going to begin the process of building us into stewards of time. Hebrew or English, Jew or not, it doesn't matter. It's a practice that will change you. McRaven says, make your bed. Awesome. You wake up in the morning, you make your bed. What does that do for you? It primes you. You did something. And what you did was a productive uh, activity. You didn't even get out of bed pretty much yet. You didn't even leave your room yet. And you made your bed. That primes you. you. You already won something. You're already taking a stand in your own life for order and cleanliness. You've already beaten, if you will, the forces of confusion. That's like an idea. Jocko uh, Willenick, who's another SEAL, speaks about getting up. I think his time was 4.45. Because it's too early, so to speak, for a normal wake up. But if you get up at that time, you've already won something. Your first battle was at 4.45. And this happens again and again and again. You see this in different aspects. Your first thing you do every day should be a battle that you win. That sets the standard for your week, for your, for your day making your bed, doing something positive. And when you do something positive, you're ready in motion. I want to tell you the ritual that we've been doing for, for, for generations. There's a prayer that we say every day that I want to explain. Hebrew, English, any background, say it. I'm going to say it in Hebrew and I'm going to translate it. But I want to give you the ritual. So that me and you can try to do it tomorrow more intentionally. And if you practice this in an intentional way, it will change you so that you can be a steward of time. When you get up every morning, the way it's supposed to work is like this. I just went through the the laws actually today again. As you wake up in the morning, the first thing you're really supposed to do is sit up in bed. Whenever your alarm clock goes off, the goal is never to hit snooze. Set your time so that you don't snooze it. And you sit up. You don't get out of bed. You don't roll out. You don't hit snooze 16 times. Try to time it 
maybe get one snooze in in the beginning. Try to time that when that alarm goes off, you're up. And the way you do that, by the way, is you prepare your brain the night before to say, my alarm is going off at this time and I'm getting up. You sit up in bed. It's the first thing that you're doing. If you need to keep this by your nights in the beginning before you memorize it, that's fine. And we have a line that we say. Here's how the line goes. The first word out of your mouth is, in Hebrew, you can say it in English. In Hebrew, it's modeh ani lefanecha. Modeh is from the word thank you. I am, in, I am acknowledging. I am uh, appreciating. Now, understand what's happening is, if you do this, now you can say this prayer your whole life and never really do it as powerful as you can. But if you do it powerfully, it's going to change you. You sit up in bed and the first thing you think, the first word out of your mouth is basically, thank you. That means that you wake up in the morning and before you run, you acknowledge the gift that you have, which is that somebody just gave you time. That means that you looked at your phone, let's say, and someone said, here's another $10 million for the day. Good luck. When your eyes open up, somebody just gave you $10 million and said, good luck. Your eyes open and your first thought is, I got time. I got a day. Wow. Now, that may sound like second grade. It is anything but second grade. That is astrophysics for an adult to appreciate time at this level. First words are I am acknowledging before you. Melech, you can say it in Hebrew and English, Melech Chai Vikayam, the eternal everlasting king. Shehechazarta bi nishmasi bechemla. You gave me back my soul with love. Say this, take a minute. Take two minutes, don't worry, you'll get it back. You're not in a rush. You get this right, you'll, you'll make the time back tenfold. If we sit up in bed, no matter what happened the night before, no matter what happened the day before, and we get our heads right, the creator of all humanity gave me my soul. That's my energy. That's my power. That's my godliness. That's my spirituality. He gave it back to me with love. Not here you go. Not fine. You woke up yesterday. Or you wake up today. That means in the morning, he handed you a gift. Here's $10 million. Go play the market. Here's your soul that's beyond anything. You can say this your whole life and never once mean it. You could never say this and start saying it in English. It doesn't matter your religion. Just get the words, Google it. Mode ani, you'll get the, you get the words. And you will post it, Google it. You sit up in front of your, your bed for one minute every morning and go, Creator of humanity gave me my soul today. 
with love, with encouragement. You know what that means? That means I'm here for a reason. That means I got stuff to do. That means I've been given the greatest gift that I can ever ask for in life, the gift of time. And the last two words that you say are the most powerful words you'll say all day. In Hebrew, it's Rabba Emunatecha. That means there is an enormous amount of faith. Not that I have in you, God, although that is true, that you have in me. If I go to work in the morning and my boss says to me, here's $10 million, go buy some buildings. I'm going to say, thank you for the confidence, sir. If I show up in the morning and the president of the United States says, Charlie, I need you to handle the Navy. I'm going to say, thank you for the, thank you for the confidence, sir. Well, guess what? When you wake up in the morning, the creator of the universe said, there's what to do today. I need you to do it. You know it. I know it. I'm going to give you a greater gift than time and money. Than, than money. I'm going to give you time. And we, the last words we say in that first line is, there's a lot of faith you have in me. And I appreciate that. Because you, if you have faith in me, then even if I don't believe in myself, if you believe in me, then I believe in you enough to know that I must be worth it. Sitting up in your bed before you start your day. You do that every day for one to two minutes. The first few days is going to feel weird. The second or third week is going to feel less weird. In a month, it's better than making your bed. You are now priming yourself to live with your soul, to walk through walls, walk with the creator of the universe, and to remember that we are stewards of time. And when we look at every day as one day at a time, when we start our day, we find strength we didn't really know was there. Because we know we're going to go back to bed at night and we got to go back to the creator and go, okay, I did my best. See you in the morning. All right, everybody, we'll talk about this. Tomorrow, we got some big days coming up. Tomorrow is uh, Israeli Remembrance Day. We'll talk about that. A lot going on this week. All right, everybody, have an amazing day. Try doing this tomorrow morning. Let me know how it goes. If you can't get the prayer, just Google it. It's everywhere. Andy will send it to us. Send it to you guys if you need it. Have an amazing day. Remember, you're a steward of time. With God's help, I can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Oh, 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 oh,